Cowboys 21, Giants 6. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And the Jake Fromm era has begun. Justin, you were there. You were sweet life, thanks to DraftKings. And the Giants are uh, 0-3 under the Mike Glennon era, but the Jake Fromm era has started. We got free sodas. It was a great day. How are you? Bobby Skinner, um, hi. How are you? Nice to... Nice to be speaking with you. First off, like on a serious note, yeah, thank you to DraftKings, um, you know, for sending uh, myself, Snacks, Snacks' brother. Uh, picked those two guys because they really helped out with the event a couple weeks ago against the Eagles. Um, and then my, my friend Antonio, my best friend Antonio, shout out to him as well. So thank you to DraftKings. But on a lesser, more fun note, I guess, um, Today was, like, one of the funniest days to be a Giants fan. And especially be, like, if you were at the stadium, I felt it was hilarious. Now, it's more funny to me when I'm sitting in a suite and, I, and I'm in, the, and I'm in the, the warmth, right? But between the sodas and I warned everybody that you were only going to get one soda. And the fact that I saw tweets of, like, I have more than one ticket. Why am I, why am I only getting one soda? I warned you. I warned you with that Larry David Curb Your Soda sketch. Um... It was just hilarious, uh, and I need to I need to say something on a personal note to start. I have been coming to Giants games since 2005, and this is the 11th year of MetLife Stadium. It's our 10th year because COVID took last year away from us. So 10 years I've been going to MetLife Stadium. You, know, you get a magnet, you get a towel for you every once in a while, but nothing. I have never gotten anything free at that stadium. I have sat in my seats. For every single game at that miserable, rotten stadium, the one game where I am given something for free to sit in a suite that is an open bar, free Pepsis, free food, everything. The one game, you get a medium soda. And I was beside myself. And beside myself. complaining about getting a bunch of free stuff. Beside let's myself. Talk, let's, let's talk about the game a little bit and offensively. Eh, nobody wants to hear it. It's... I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't operate under Mike Lennon, with Mike Lennon. Like, Mike Lennon is so much worse than I thought he actually was. And I didn't think he was good, obviously. But, like, he's, he was so much worse than, like, he, they were losing the entire game. And he had 99 yards passing. Less than 100 yards passing in a game where you were losing from essentially from start to finish. The run game worked pretty damn well to, uh, today. They averaged over five yards a pop, and that's without a QB who has the threat of his legs, you know, like like Jones did. So it's like even more reason for the running game to not work, but they averaged over five yards per carry in the running game, and they just couldn't move. They could not They could not get anything going offensively because of Mike Lennon, honestly. Um, you know, and he threw three interceptions. One wasn't his fault, but it's like every time he leaves the pocket, he just throws a total duck up. Like, not just like, hey, I'm going to take a shot. Like, just throws a duck up and they turn the interceptions. I mean, the the offense, it, it, I mean, it, it turned me into like, all right, let's just play Jake Fromm. Like, and I was joking about how I was like, I'm never going to be on the Jake Fromm train. But now I am on the Jake Fromm train because of how bad Mike Lennon ha- has been. Here's just a question to start off. Kind of put you on the spot. This may change by the time Wednesday show comes along. We get to watch Jake Fromm, the old 22 again, whatnot. Does Jake Fromm start against Chicago next week? I I think he is. I mean, Joe Judge basically said he was. He said like it's. He's like we understand it's going to open up. It's going to open up speculation on on what happens next. Like J- Joe Judge made it seem like he will start next week. Okay, 
Yeah, I didn't listen to the post-game pressure. So, I mean, that's, that's good. Um, it, it's good. But, yeah, sorry. Uh, we literally said on Wednesday's mailback, we're like, you know, don't, don't be drinking that Kool-Aid of they're going to make that change so quickly. I mean, this dude basically just got here. But, yeah, I mean, Glennon, Glennon can't even make, like, just basic NFL-quality throws of, uh, again, under-throwing Kenny Galladay. Uh, I am kind of glad. Missed a touchdown to Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Had missed... an easy touchdown to Kenny Galladay in the beginning of the game. I- I'm kind of glad on that second interception that he threw that went to Sterling Shepard. I'm glad that was an interception because there was a free, there was a safety, I believe it was curse, free safety that was over the top where if he led Shepard and if he caught that ball, he would have been demolished. Now, you know, Shepard, unfortunately, tore his Achilles later in the game anyway. That he was just a non-contact just thing. getting demolished. You know, but he... He would have he would have gotten like killed, and you know even with that Evan Ingram had a nice catch over the middle of the field. He got killed after he caught that ball too. So even though even when Glennon completes balls over the middle of the field, he's God. He's, these skill position players are just getting killed. He's leading his guys into bad spots even when he completes footballs. It's just it's so 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 bad. And and like you said, I I would have never thought I would have I would never thought that Mike Glennon would be good but never would have thought that he would be just this flat-out bad where sometimes it's simple. Throw a ball up to Kenny Galladay. And I guarantee you, coaching staff has told him, dude, just throw this ball up to Kenny Galladay. And 75% of the time, can't even do that right. Throws it behind him. I always say there's no such good thing as a good backup QB, and obviously there's exceptions to every single rule. But it's like I just I thought Mike Glennon would be able to operate better than what he has done these past three weeks. Like I really did. Like, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, wasn't like the, oh, the offense is actually going to look better and more efficient. I was like, no, but I was like, you know, Glennick could throw the ball around a little bit, and he just can't. No. You know, it's like he doesn't have zip on his balls downfield. He underthrows people like crazy. He's just, <laughs> he's just really bad. I mean, again, they were losing the entire game, and he threw for 99 yards. 99 yards on 24 pass attempts. You know, they didn't have any sacks with, with Mike Glennon in there to like put it's not like their sacks are putting them behind the chains. They were able to run the ball halfway decent, at least for, you know, the Giants standard. They were able to run the ball well. But then Fromm comes in for one drive and has seventeen less yards than Mike Glennon had on the entire day. I mean, Fromm went six for twelve for eighty two yards. Um started off four for four. And Kenny Galladay, guess what? Got his first like even though it wasn't technically a jump ball. But it was his first twenty-plus yard catch, like air yards catch as a New York Giant, <laughs> yeah. which is bizarre. Which is bizarre. Like even Jones hasn't hit him on it on that. Yeah, yeah. Which has been, I mean, you know, we we talk about coordinator and system and Garrett a lot, but you know, I think part of the whole Kenny Galladay situation and why he hasn't been. Why he hasn't had the season that we wanted him to, you know, well, you know, injury is number one, but also it really is QB play. It, it it also is QB play, and this is Jones included about just not not giving him the opportunities that we signed him for in the first place. Fromm did it. <laughs> yeah. So, but at the same time, with Fromm, like Fromm should definitely start. Like he should be the starter going forward. He also had one drive in garbage time, and you look at Glennon last week had a couple of nice drives in garbage yeah. time. So like, I don't, th- I don't think any of us, well, there's some people, but like, I'm also like, we're going to joke. We're, we're going to have fun with the Jake from QB one this week and stuff. But like, I, I don't expect him to go out and actually play well versus Eagles next week. Oh, are we playing the Eagles or Chicago next week. I think it's the, this, the Eagles got it wrong. My bad. 
Um, yeah. Uh, did, 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 can I tell you something that bothered me about Jake Fromm? Now I'm not a, not a. Not, Is I'm it not, why you don't have as many followers as I do? Does Jake Fromm not as have not have as many followers as you do? No, you don't. Oh, I don't. Um, you didn't see that reply? No. What? Who? Who? No. What happened? Well, just say what you're gonna say. I'm. I'm gonna say that Jake Fromm and his throwing motion threw me off a ton. Like that sidearm was wild. Yeah, it didn't look that side army at Georgia. Yeah. But, no, someone replied to your tweet being like, this freaking Mike Lennon's been sucking all game and Jake Fromm comes in and you have the you have the gall to critique him. This is why Bobby Skinner has more followers than you. Oh, oh, all right. Well, good. I mean, yeah. I almost quote tweeted that guy too, but I was like, you know what? Forget it. He's I mean, I, that that's a good. Re- I got somebody. Um, I yeah, a- I did, it didn't look that side army at Georgia. No, but it, it was it was super side. He loves the right? hard count too. By the way, it's like he comes in his first drive. He's like, I'm just gonna hard count him to death. Good, good. Let's test. Uh, let's test their offensive linemen and see who can count. Weed him out that way. Yeah, um, but it, was it just me? It was super side army, right? Yeah, yeah. It I it looked like worse than like it's. It was like half. It was like not even close to like what Philip Rivers was. Like it was way more. Yeah sidearm than philip rivers like it, it looked really weird did you see what he was wearing post game yeah what what is wrong with the giants pr by the way like mike glennon played the entire game and they didn't send him out to the media they sent out jake from i think it's smart but it's not right <laughs> like the, there's a quarterback who played every drive but one and he didn't talk to the media and they and they sent, it would be like after Dallas week one verse twenty nineteen, if they sent they out Daniel out Jones. Jones instead of Eli Manning, like that was that's not right. Like I kind of felt bad for the media. Media is some clowns, but I kind of felt bad for the media. It's like wait, you didn't send out the quarterback who started the game, played the entire game through three interceptions is the reason why they couldn't move the ball at all. And you and you you send out Jake Fromm to talk to the media who had played one drive in garbage time. If I was a beat reporter, I, I would rather talk to Jake Fromm than Mike Lennon. I don't, but it's just that doesn't make any sense. So that's come on, Giants PR. I mean, well, did you see what he was wearing though? I mean, the like a flannel shirt with like some green. I guess Glennon did talk to the media. Someone said in the chat, so maybe I, I just went off for nothing. So some green, like a uh, like a green like jacket, like a uh, army colored jacket. I mean, the coordination and the matching. Like the dude looked like he was about to leave and go out and hunt and shoot some shoot some ducks in the swamp. He is a hunter. I saw a picture of him hunting. I kind of t- I I, I like the fit. I like the fit. QB one. I like it. Yeah, you're a big fan of him. <laughs> um, wait, did did here? Let me go and look at the people who do quotes. Now you're getting paranoid. Yeah. While, I while you look I, at I, that, I want to make sure that Mike Lennon talked to the media. While while, while you look at that, uh, I mean, just to I'm gonna bring I'm gonna continue to bring up the Soda Gate. Did you see Zach Rosenblatt called for the stadium to be burned down? He did. Is this true? Yeah. Did not here's, see this. Here's his tweet for his article. If John Mayer wasn't embarrassed and angry about the Giants' display at MetLife on Sunday, he never would be. Kick a trash can, throw a chair, burn the house down. They're four and ten, miserable. Changes hope wow. for the fan deserves better. My column. Did you see that he quoted me before the game and brought back a quote that I told him in 2020, where, yeah. I, where I said Giants fans have been social distancing at MetLife Stadium for the last couple years anyway. So he brought that back into the the world today, which I appreciated. I don't think Mike Glennon talked to the media. Is our Patreon chat lying? No. 
I think Sean Sullivan lied. Sean Sullivan. Love you. He's here every show. Yeah, but I think he lied. No lying. Not good. Unless Zach Rosenblatt didn't quote him and he quotes everybody. Patreon.com slash Talking Giants lie to us while we record the show and confuse us. Um, Can I say one more thing about soda? Now Matthew Johnson's saying they talked to him too. Oh my gosh, this is nuts. All right, well, I don't care. Anyways. They didn't even um, give you a souvenir cup. What is that? All right, anyway, what's next on the offense? Will Hernandez is having the worst year of his entire career in the NFL. There was a stunt he failed to pick up again. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, he, he, it's the worst year of his career. Like his rookie year, he was better. And his rookie year wasn't all that special. His second year, he was better. His second year, he was was probably his best season. His third season, he was kind of just an average player and then got COVID and got benched for COVID or, or, or I guess not. And this year, he's just like really actively bad. Like he just gets beat all the time and he misses stunts and he gets beat head up. I don't know why, but Will Hernandez is having like, he's, this is the worst year of his career by far. Can I ask a dumb question that I already know the answer to? Hence is why it it's Nate dumb. Solder and Billy Price's fault? No, I was just going to say Nate Solder, but sure. It'll include Billy Price in it too. They don't help, but like it's but it's it's Will Hernandez's fault that he's playing bad like that. Yeah, like Kevin Zeitler wouldn't be playing bad like that. He wouldn't be playing as good as he is playing with those guys next to him. But like, it's Will Hernandez's fault. Like, I I can't believe it. Like, I don't even feel comfortable with him as the backup right now. Like, that's how bad he's playing. Like, he's playing so badly. Like, I it's it's crazy how it's, it's he's like gotten as he's he's become a worse football player than he was in previous seasons. Yeah, his contract's up at the end of this year. And I think both of us, like, in the middle of the season, we're like, yeah, bring him back, but don't, you know, give him anything. Like, you know, literally, he would have to come in and he would have to compete. Um, are you even at that point anymore where you even want to offer him anything? I mean, I would give him, like, one mil a year to be a backup. Yeah. That's what I would give him. Yeah. Like, the literally, I would give him the minimum. And if he wants anything more than the minimum, then no. Then I would rather... You know, bring in some type, some other free agent in for the yeah. minimum. Yeah. <sighs> Bad. Um, Parrot was in for was Nate. So let, let me. Um, you know, I'm in the basically suite the, the entire game. second half. Nate Solder was out with something, or was he just benched? Or I think he or was just ro- I, rotation. rotated, rotated, rotated. But but Parrot had two false starts, so that's why that that's the reason why that he hasn't been playing. Is that is that a sarcastic comment? Yeah, because okay. everyone's like, "Oh, maybe his shoulder should be starting." It's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Parrot should be playing. Parrot should have been playing. He should have been playing since the second game of the season. There was a few Parsons versus uh, Parrot snaps. Parsons I... is soft. He didn't do. He didn't wow. do anything. Can I say he didn't do anything? Don't ever call him Lawrence Taylor again. He didn't yeah, do anything. I, I was I was going to say, like, you know, I try not to get mad at football players who say something about, like, especially, like, ex-teammates, because I know that they're going to give compliments to their boys. You can't, like, Saquon Barkley, you can't say that about anybody, especially a Dallas Cowboy. You can't compare Lawrence Taylor to anybody. Like, you have to have some sort of awareness of where, like, what kind of football team you are, number one, and then the standing that you have as a football player in this fan base, number two, that helps nobody. And that did make me a little mad. He, 
He didn't do anything. And I know he's a really great player, and I'm talking a little bit of trash, but he didn't do anything today. He had zero tackles. He had one assist. Yeah, he had one assist a tackle. Like, he made no impact on this game. He was lining up all over the place, too. I mean, they had him at the edge on the right side, and, um, you know, they had him on the inside. He was out in coverage sometimes, too, when they when they had Rudolph and Engram flanked out as, like, out wide, and, you know, it was kind of like pseudo-wide receivers. He was out there. So, you know, just didn't. Didn't make much of an impact this game, so. Andrew Thomas is amazing. I love him. I mean, he's he's good. Um, Billy Price had some bad reps. Solder and Parrot really didn't have any bad reps out of the two of them. Like that no. were like noticeably bad. No. To be fair, they got to play against Michael Parsons, so it's no. A besides easier. the stunt, besides the, there was a stunt that Hernandez missed. Um, yeah, and it was that, Hernandez's right fault. I know which one you're talking about. It was yeah, Hernandez's yeah, that, that fault. Was Saquon first fumble loss in his NFL career. Really, he hasn't lost one ever. No, I know. The last time I remember him having one was Week One versus Dallas in 2019, but he recovered it right away. And oh, fumble lost. Got it. Yeah, and then I guess the other one would be the Saints game where he, when Jones threw in the ball, was on the ground and got up. I remember Rudolph recovered it oh. on like the last drive of the game. Yes. So that was this was his third fumble, the first one he's lost in his career. And dude, there was a pitch. I I, I don't even want to clip this because it's such a. I think it's it's not a very beneficial conversation this week. I just called you dude. When have I ever done that? Um, there was a pitch that Saquon got early in the game. Where he had space and he had the sideline behind Hernandez. It, it may, maybe it was. It was. It wasn't a. It wasn't one of those dump off screens. And I'm like, dude, run! Like he he is just flat out not an, as explosive. I'm not even saying this as like an evaluation of him just as a football player. I'm saying like I don't think physically. No, he just doesn't look that fast. Anymore. He is not as much of an explosive player as he as he as he used to be. There, because that there's so many got, times where it's like go, go, go. Go, you would, dude, you go. You would expect him to be like, like do a Saquon thing. And he just doesn't do it. He doesn't run Booker, that fast anymore. Booker on that thirty yard run. I mean, he's not fast, but I mean, he hit it. He went, no hesitation. Yeah, it's you. You hope that you know the guy, people coming back from the ACL that you know you talk about it where it's second like, year, second years a year. I hope hopefully. Hopefully that's true because he just doesn't look that good. I mean, today he was hitting the hole hard and everything, you know. But like you said, there's times where it's like go, 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 go. You got a big play, and he just doesn't. It doesn't turn into a big play. And in years in 2019 and 2018, it would have. And also, he can't break tackles anymore on a consistent basis. I understand he's not in the open field a ton anymore, but the dude just used to just break tackles left and right, left and right, where he's stiff arm and. You know, running over, whatever. But he, he, I feel like on a consistent basis, and really, really ever, just can't break a tackle. It's, it's very, very frustrating to watch. And especially on a on a fourth and one where it's like, uh, he, he, this is supposed to be your franchise, that, that, that guy. You know, well, that's the, not the, his fault. I know it's not his fault, but it's just a frustrating state of the Giants where a fourth and one and you QB sneak it with Mike Lennon where a QB sneak, I guess, isn't a bad play if you yeah, have the matchup. I think it's always a bad play. If you have the matchup and you have when the you advantage. you have the Giants line. But you, you did, they don't. They didn't. You don't have any gaps open and you have a bad offensive line. You have Mike Lennon. That QB sneak's a dumb play. I hate yeah. it. By the way, the Freddie Kitchens, the funniest thing was in the two-minute drill at the end of the first oh half where they ran the screenplay. <laughs> and they literally ran the exact same screenplay the next play. 
Saquon um, doesn't get out of bounds on the first one after a positive gain, and then 20 seconds, 25 seconds comes off the clock. You snap it, the same exact, the same exact play, play, and then it's a negative play. Nice. Um, nice. Oh, look, by the way, I think it's a 57 to nothing. Um, no, it's 65 to nothing. Oh, it's 65. I thought it was – then Julian texted me a wrong number. 65 to nothing, final two minutes of the half. Um, Giants are down, if that's how you keep track of things. Yeah. Um, I have a serious question to ask you. We'll talk about Shep, and then maybe I think that's it on the offense. Well, yeah, I was going to say Shep, he's done. Well, I'm going to ask you. Think you he's, think of the last time we seen him as a giant? Yes, I want to give him his proper moment, but I have a serious question to ask you. Um, do the Giants score more than two offensive touchdowns in the final three games of the season? Yes. Yes? Yes, they have Jake Fromm playing quarterback now. Boom. Okay. Um, yes, they do. But and Shep, I do. Do you th- I don't. I don't know if we've seen his last snap because what's his trade value going to be with an injury like this? I think and they just cut you, him, dude. I was going to ask, dude. They just flat out cut him. Yeah, I I think they did rework his deal, um, to push some money back. But even it, even when you push that money back, you still save some money. I think they got to do it. Let me look at it right now. I I hate it. Like, Shep has always been the giant throughout the years that it's like, this is the guy that you want to root for the most. Um, even though, you know, injuries have pl- kind of plagued his almost his entire career. The Steve Smith comparisons get stronger and stronger. <laughs> his cap hit next year be 12 and a half mil and eight mil would be dead cap. So, yeah, they got to do it. But you're only saving four and a half mil. They got to do it, though. They need a, They need every penny they can they can get. And twelve, um, twelve, twelve and a half million for a guy that plays, like we even said it on his PPP. Where usually we are very, like you and I are very liberal when it comes to like, hey, you can't really predict player injuries. Sterling Shepard was the one player where we both agreed on where it's like, yeah, you have to bank on this dude missing at least four games, and that was not a bad take, and it's been more than that. So you can't yeah, pay a guy like six. I think this today was like a six game of the season. You can't pay a guy 12, 12 and a half million dollars when you know that he's not, when you, when it's not even a guarantee, he's going to be out there for 10 games. He can't it stinks. We'll I love him. We'll see. Last guy on the boat trip. I'm so tired of the boat trip being tweeted. Yeah, Maybe time. that's it. Maybe that's what we need. Um, yeah. Read the ad, read the ad. All right. So, Hey, fellas and ladies, you know, it's getting close to the holiday season. This episode of Talking Giants is brought to you by our favorite producers of ball trimmers, Manscaped. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming are leaving 2021 with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their ultra-premium body wash. Also, special offer alert. Use the code GIANTS for 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. Four million men worldwide already trust Manscaped. Time to join them. Also, decent amount of Talking Giants listeners. I run into people at the stadium all the time. My friends tell my friends, use promo code Giants. They do. They don't regret it. 2022, it is on the way. And the last thing you want is to be the guy with pubes getting in your way and preventing this new year from being your best yet. 2021 sucked, especially for the Giants. And that's why Manscaped is making a splash and upping your grooming game, their signature lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube 
in its path. And let's talk about being clean, feeling good, and smelling good. The new Ultra Premium Body Wash from Manscaped solves all three for the perfect addition for your daily grooming routine. But in the shower, shower every day, and I hope you do it too. I hope you shower every day. This body wash is infused with aloe vera and sea salt natural ingredients to keep your skin feeling clean nice and moisturized with manscaped you'll be a brand new man and ready to kick all the gross hair and smells out with 2021 so what i want you to do i want you to get 20 percent off and free shipping with code giants at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code giants happy new year to your balls i'm all in on confidence and smelling good this new year join me with manscaped Um, sorry, I'm reading Twitter. That's okay. Um, can't miss anything. Patrick Graham is the reason why Joe Judge is going to have a job next year. That's fair. Like Patrick Graham, this I mean, they held this team to 21 points after giving after the offense had four turnovers, two offensive touchdowns. They they had the Cowboys. Yeah, nine points were off of like. Off of turn, like you know, directly because the tur- Giants turnovers on offense, the offense did them zero favors, and they held this Cowboys offense that has all, uh, this all these weapons to twenty one points. Dak threw the ball thirty seven times for twenty two hundred seventeen yards, had less than six yards per attempt. Um, their running game was thirty, you know, thirty carries for one hundred twenty five yards, basically the same as the Giants rushing offense. Like like they put up the same rushing offensive performance. In fact, a little worse than the Giants. And you you keep Dak under six yards per attempt, 21 total points in a game where your offense screwed you over. Patrick Graham, the the more that I've thought about it, it like Joe Judge and, you know, I talked, I think Joe Judge takes were annoying me to the point where I defended Joe Judge maybe a little more than he deserved on Wednesday. But now it's to the point where it's like, you know what, the only reason, the, the only the only real reason that I have for keeping like liking like what Joe Judge has done is Patrick Graham. Yeah, like that's the only tangible thing besides like you know like you know getting the team to buy in and attention to detail. But like the only tangible thing I can pull from the field is the defense, and that's because of Patrick Graham. So Patrick Graham is the reason why I even have any inkling of liking Joe Judge because it's like what has what has Joe Judge done? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, like he hasn't helped the offense at all, and his Pat Patrick Graham is the Patrick Graham is Patrick Graham is who I like, not Joe Judge. Yeah, but I mean Joe Judge is ultimately a part of that. I I like to think I, mean, I know we, we talk about but it all the Patrick time. Patrick Graham is the defensive coordinator, though. Right, right. But I mean, we talk about it all the time, and you you love to talk about how about how close they are, and you know clearly they do work together. It it, it would be if it was the opposite foot. Like let's just say. Jason Garrett was the what a bizarre world this would be. Jason Garrett was the coordinator who really was operating well and they were scoring a lot of points and the defense was really, really bad. But we knew that Joe Judge and Patrick Graham were really, really close and they go to the senior bowl together. The talking point would be a lot different. Well, it's like, well, it's clearly it's clear that Garrett and Judge aren't close, but the offense is the one that's performing well. No, it's it's you know, the the closest coach that the closest coach that is to Joe Judge, it's Patrick Graham. Like those two coaches are the closest, and that's the unit that's performing the best. So, um, it's not an excuse for Joe Judge. It's not. I I don't think it's a good reason why he's why he stays. But I think you're right. Where along with John Merrill liking Joe Judge's process, which whatever that is, whatever that looks like in the off season, 
I think that's what it is. Can't believe Joe Mayer's gonna screw this up, man. Yeah, it's 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 gonna. Oh, can I? Oh, can I say something? I saw Chris Canty today, and he had a take this week. Um, you know, the take was he went on Jordan Ronan's podcast, and can you summarize it? Like, can you summarize it better than I can? Do you know what I'm I talking about? I think he about? basically just said that that. Uh, there's a possible GM candidate out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that There was a GM candidate who wouldn't work with the Giants because of Joe Judge, which I don't know 100% believe. I think it might just, I think that's just Lewis Riddick talking shit. Now, Anthony Isidori, Snacks' brother, I told him. I said, go up and ask him if that was Lewis Riddick. I made, I made him do that. <laughs> and, and he said, no, it was not Lewis Riddick. Do I believe him? No. Um, but he, Chris Canty said it, it was not Lewis Riddick, but it was somebody that Giants fans would like. So what that tells me is that Chris Canty is saying that about somebody who is probably not a candidate for the Giants. Who would Chris Canty be able to talk to that would say that to him? I don't know, Tom Coughlin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I really, I really don't know. Besides Lewis Riddick, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like who, who does, you know, I, this is no hate to Chris Canty. I mean, he was a nice guy, took a picture. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, who would Chris Canty know that, like, is a GM candidate? I don't know. Tom Coughlin. Um, which, because, that, again, I mean, he's, he's a New York, former New York Giants player. He does New York radio for ESPN. It's... Dave Rothenberg. Yeah, unless the guy plays, you know, it, what are we, the assistant GM for the Jets? Like, I don't know. Oh, that is um, true. Yeah, maybe maybe it's, um, what's this, McCagnon? Uh, I don't know. So... So that's something. That's a little nugget. Should have pressed him a little more on it. Like, who is it? Like, off the record, who is it? So he, he's a he's a big he's a big man. He's not intimidating, but he he's a big man, and I wouldn't want to. Wow, well, you don't think Chris Canty's intimidating? Well, uh, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Had a nice green sweater on. Good looking man. Um. So yeah, Mara's gonna screw it up again. But but defensively, man, I mean, they freaking held their own today. They held their own today. Um, and is Lorenzo Carter all the way back? Oh, that, I mean, that's the big question. He had his best rep of the season against Rashawn Slater last week where he bend the edge and he never bends the edge. And then two sacks today where he, and he was, he was playing, he's playing fast. Is he back? I don't know. You know, did, did he need the year? And even, even before, like, let's, Lorenzo Carter ends the season. Give him a one year, $1 million deal. Lorenzo Carter ends the season with zero sacks. I'm still not as low as low as on him as I am Will Hernandez, and I would be very willing to bring, like you said, bring back Lorenzo Carter for uh, a backup a backup deal. Like I'm very I'm very down for that. One year, one mil. Let's give just the entire 2018 class one year, one mil deals. <laughs> it's funny how BJ Hill's probably going to get the most money out of anybody, probably you know, outside of Saquon. I mean, let's see. There's you got. Well, I guess there's only four, three guys left. Saquon. Yeah, Lorenzo and Will. Is a, BJ is, Hill's gone. RJ McIntosh is gone, and Kyle Oletta's gone. Yeah, and there's only five guys, five or six guys in that class. So everyone gets a one-year, one million dollar deal. Um, how many sacks does uh, Oziz have now? Eight. He got a half sack today. Yeah, so I think that leads him at eight total. All right, so I think he needs a sack and a half more to officially tie Lawrence Taylor's rookie record. You mean Micah Parsons' rookie record? Well, that is true. Yeah, just kidding. He's soft. Um. Oh, Jalen Smith played. Jalen Smith looked better than our linebackers. Which that's not a high bar, but yes, I agree with you. Made plays. So that that was pretty interesting. 
I mean, and, and and here, let's say something about Patrick Graham and keeping this Dallas team at 21 points. They had Jaron Williams was a, their second corner. <laughs> they had Jaron Logan Williams Ryan. was their second corner, and they were able to they were able to keep the Cowboys at 21 points with all those weapons they have. They had Logan Ryan in the slot a lot. Yeah, which I am glad they did. Um, whoever was covering Dalton Schultz didn't do a very good job, which was Logan Ryan here and there. But yeah, it was. It's like Jaron Williams was their second corner and they held Dallas at 21 points. And Dallas had everyone except for Tyron Smith, um, which with the Giants pass rush shouldn't be, you know, it's not like we have Michael Strahan out there and Tyron Smith would make that big of a difference. It's like you have it's Lorenzo Carter going up against you. Leonard Williams played. Played pretty decently, too. <laughs> That's unreal. Like literally the initial reports, we said our goodbyes to him on Wednesday's show. And we we're like, all right. 108 games straight. See you next year, bud. You're a warrior. Nope. Made it 109. Played. Had a QB hit. Made a couple tackles. Nothing great, but I mean, that's insane. Insane. Good for him. Hope he doesn't do anything bad to it, but. <laughs> what else? What else we got? People think people are very I, I down. Was muted. People are very down on Logan Ryan. I don't blame him. What does he do? I've been kind of down, quietly down on him all year. Make a play. He doesn't make any plays. No, made plays last year. I mean, he led, you know, led, was a uh, Jabril Peppers was leading the league in strong among strong safeties in passes deflected, and I think Logan Ryan was like third in the league among safeties in pass deflections. He's here, though. I don't think he can cut him. Weird. Peppers is gone, and tight ends are starting to kill us. Um, hmm. If you if you ask me who who do I, who do we bring back next year, Jabril Peppers or Logan Ryan, it would be Jabril Peppers ten times out of ten. Peppers has made more plays than Logan Ryan has this year. I think Patrick Graham would disagree with you because he likes the too high system. Well, screw you, Patrick Graham. Whoa. Um, I want Pep. I want Pep back. You could put Julian Love as the second too high safety. Um, how, how was the soda? First of all, great idea. Great idea to ask me to, um, to do a soda review. I mean, that was an awesome content idea. And the text message that you sent me was pretty funny. You set up, do a soda review or you're fired. It was true. John boy gave me the go ahead on that one. Good, good. Um, it was good. Um, you know, like I said, it it just it's so screwed up. It is so so screwed. Someone up. told me like the league, the whole league was doing something like that. Oh, really? I don't know, but That's it's hilarious. just it's so funny that they did that. We get, we didn't get to talk about it on Friday, but it's just so funny. It's like, what did you think was going to be the reaction to doing that? Like, I feel like the league forced them because I feel like John Mayer is not is not even tone deaf enough to be like. Like, all right. Well, let's, no, they let's usually never them... do anything. They never do anything like that. They do. They nothing. would have been better off not doing anything. I, I, I agree. I agree. But the one I, I would have enjoyed and it. It's a lot so more. funny. What, like, like you said, that they actually were like, no, like one per like group of season ticket holders. So if you had like a family of four, yeah, it's you like pay, you only got one soda. You pay how many thousands of dollars per 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 seat to like own the seats. So what you have to do, I don't know how I don't know if you know how this works, Bobby, but the whole thing with PSLs is you don't just buy the tickets for that year. You initially you have to like 
buy the seats, to own the seats. It's like putting a down payment on a car, and then you have to pay, you know, the the monthly price or the yearly price on the car itself. So you put thousands of dollars down. Now I'm sitting up, you know, I'm talking to God. So I, I, you know, I pay the cheapest amount of PSLs out of compared to everybody. But especially if you have, I, I know people that have five, six tickets that are down in the hundred section. It's like you got to pay that money, and then you have to pay every single year for the tickets. And you, you get one, one per PSL holder. And it's funny. So here's my interaction with the, uh, with the, with the vendor person. Okay, I have two tickets. Can I get two sodas? Do you have two barcodes? No, they only sent me one. But I'm like, but I have two tickets. And the exchange literally went the same exact way as my Larry David video I did. But I have two tickets, but you only have one barcode. Yes, but they only sent me one barcode. It's hilarious. You can send a link to, to snacks. Yeah, let's I literally dreamed snacks. about being in like the suite. You dreamed? Um, yeah, like last night I had a dream about like being in like the in the suite and I woke up and I'm like, well, I don't get to be a part of that cuz Justin's a dirtbag. All right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stop recording, let snacks on. So we're going to take a break and we're going to no, welcome just keep back it, on. No, keep it going. No, I'll read because, the no, because I it, it'll lock out my camera. That's what it does. All right, no, taking no. a break. We'll be right back. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa! Ah. All right, welcome. Hey, on. everybody! We have oh. a quick favor to ask you. We are incredibly grateful for each one wow. of you in the John Boy Media community, and we want to make sure that your experience as an audience member is the best it can be. So we can give you all the opportunity to share some feedback with us through an anonymous survey that can be found in the description of the episode. But wait, there's more! As a thank you, you'll be given everyone who submits the survey a twenty percent dis- discount code to john boy media store it'll take you less than five minutes to complete so please consider helping us out i should have done this i didn't do it yet again all you have to do is click the link uh to the survey in the description of that episode and answer the question to get 20 percent off our store thank you for letting us learn more about our audience so we can make the community better than it already freaking is why right, what's going on hey all right we are hi snacks how are you bud good how are you doing justin you get home safe oh i i yes yes i did thank you did for justin did you- have a beer in front of him no. Look like you did. Well, I'm gonna say no, but um, it might it may have been in front of him, but I don't think it was his. Um, how was the sweet? I all right. So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, I I was just gonna say thank this you is very bull much. Crap. What do you mean it's bull crap? Maybe, I didn't. I wanted to go to a on a, to a suite. Maybe maybe you don't live in the dirt pit of the United States, and you could you could come, but. Um, if I did no. live in the dirt pit of the United States, I would be able to go. Oh, oh very funny. Uh, no, it was it was a great time. It was a great time. Justin, thank you for inviting me and my brother. We had a we had a blast. And I know I got a little crazy towards the end, but I thought overall it was amazing. And those churros were delicious. Oh my god, those churros! I mean, I mean, excuse me for the visual. If you're listening to this early in the morning and you don't want to deal with this, I mean, those (laughs) churros were sex. I mean, it was just, it was absurd. And I, there, that's I, I kind of blame that as to why I paid probably five minutes attention to this game. (laughs) Because there were times where your brother was trying to talk to me about the Giants, where he was like, the secondary, James Bradbury, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, do you, the next, see, how, the next churro? Do you see how freaking good this churro is? Like, yeah. I like I like held it up to him. He's like, what do you want? I'm like, I, I'm showing you how good this is. 
Yeah, I, I remember I had to I had to bring you over. I had to bring you and Antonio over one. So um no, it, it was fun. Anthony, I know how to blast. That's like his that's his bag. He loves it. It was that was the funnest day of being a Giants fan. It, it was a great day. It was very low key, and then we went into the suite. Me and Antonio had to walk across the stadium, which yes. was ridiculous. That was that was your worst worst decision of the day is not coming in not coming in with us. That was worst decision of the day. I agree 100%. But the fact that we got in there and they took us 44 different directions, to me, was a little ridiculous. Bobby, I have something to tell you. Um, random note. Fritz, who we met at FanFest, and he goes to TC, was a great guy. Um, Fritz messaged me on Instagram, and he was at the game today, and he's, which insulting how he didn't run into us. Um he was at the game today. He was screaming, burn down MetLife, and somebody <laughs> shouted back at him, shout out Bobby Skinner. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a video of that. I, I, I know. He, he, just, he just DM'd me on Instagram, and, he, that's, I, and, I, and I believe him. He's an honest man. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Bobby, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're feeling better, but um, why I'm do feeling you, weird right now. Why do, you, why do you look like that? What do you mean? You're looking like an idiot. Wow. What are you, what are you talking about? He's talking about the squirrel on your face. <laughs> Justin, am I wrong here? The ball and mustache. Listen, listen. I, I'm in no place to call anybody an idiot, all right? No place. Then don't yeah. do it. Ne- you're That's right. why neither, I'm not going to. Neither am I, but I'm going to. No, there you go. That's the difference between you and me. Yeah, I'm going to say it. You, um... It looks good. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> um... Do you see? I, anybody, am, I, I, I I'm surprised my Twitter account hasn't been suspended today. Yeah, you were threatening. Wait, you went off. Oh man, I went oh, off you on Cowboys it. fans. Uh yeah, I just I don't check my phone during. He's the game. threatened. Well, no, this is after the game. He's threatened murder. Oh well, here's what happened: is I'm I try and get myself pumped up for the game on something, and I was pumped. I did pump myself up for this game. Right? Yeah, it's. Dallas, I just yeah. tweeted out Michael Parsons is soft. I was like, because you know. I was yeah. just so sick of the like, Michael Parsons is soft. It's like it's like the same thing as seventy seven nothing Giants. Yeah. 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 Like that's what I tweet out, and then one of the big Cowboys pages blogging the boys. Oh yeah. Their SB Nation fa- somehow oh. found it, and quote tweeted like L O O L O O O O L, you know. And then so as soon as they did that, I was like, okay, this is about to blow up because Cowboys fans, there's a ton of them. So yeah. I turned that tweet into a thread saying, I will murder every Cowboys fan. Like that, that was, so I was like, hey, let me get in front of these Cowboys fans who are going to be like, oh, add old takes, exposed, blah, blah. I was like, I was like, I'll just murder all of you. Um, and so that brought them in. And then, so I just started after the game was over, I just started quote tweeting. I'm like, one said, um, one said, come see me in Denison, Texas. And I said, yes. I'll burn that whole shitty city to the ground. That's my favorite one. Uh, okay. So you, you, you did go in. I, I got, I got to look this up. Yeah, just go through my Twitter, and then one was like, uh, yeah, "You sad I, I, yeah, or depressed?" I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it said, after. Yeah, yeah. I said, "You, st- you can look at it right now." I was like, "You stupid or from Texas?" Or and, then, and then, and then, another guy was like, uh, "LOL, easy to talk shit behind a phone face to face. You'd get dealt with." P word, boy. Well, no. And at first, said, he said, "Talking like that get you hurt for real," and I said, oh. "Okay, pussy." And he said, with all LOL, due respect. Ellie, LOL, easy to talk shit behind a phone face to face. You get dealt with, pussy boy. Oh, yep. And I quote tweeted it with, with all due respect, I'll have your brains on the floor. Um, that's a, that that's one probably got the most. That's an Damn, image. Bob, you were pissed, Bobby. 
I was, and I wasn't pissed. I was having fun. I was laughing. And then sure? the blog and the boys account with that did the LI said, whoever runs this page is going to die tonight. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking you're, you're more pissed than you were bored. No, I was definitely no. having fun with it. I was, I mean, I was cracking up laughing. And then one guy, cause this is, one, this is not like you. One guy said something. What do you mean? Well, I mean, no, this I, is I, like me. I just, yes, it it is. Is. I just, like I just don't yes, tweet this don't stuff tweet out. Yes. That's what I meant. Yes. I usually don't tweet it out. And then one guy right. just basically called his wife a hooker. Uh, I mean, I was going off on these fools. That's all right. I told I told Tiki Barber's new wife that he he cheated on his old wife. So same thing. Did you give but, a, Did you give Chris Canny a kiss today? I was trying I my best to get suspended from Twitter. Yeah, you you. I, I read like four tweets. You tried very hard. And yes, Justin, I gave him a kiss on the cheek. I said thank you for 2011. Really appreciate all you do. Um, him and my brother hit it off. I know you were talking about that for a second. Yeah, but yeah. I made him. I made him go up to him and ask about if Dad, Lewis Riddick was the source. It hundred percent is, hundred percent. I don't care what Chris Candy says. It's a hundred percent the source. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a hundred percent Lewis Riddick. Like Chris Candy is an ex player who was like you know he was he was okay, but he works at ESPN now. He's yep. got no sources. From being like some legend player, like a like a Michael Strahan. Yeah, unless person. he like unless he the person worked for the Jets, then there's no way it's not Lewis. Right, Reddick. right, exactly. It's Lewis Reddick. It's Lewis Reddick. Um, they had some penny vodka. That's what, that's what I said early on Friday. I was like, "Wow, Joe Judge really is a good coach. He's keeping us away from Lewis Reddick." <laughs> yes, and you know what? It's like a. Do you think yeah. people will turn down the job because of Joe Judge? Because I don't. I think th- I think that is something that. Might be something think that fans warm. think, but and when you look when the big picture and people trying to get GM jobs, I don't, I just don't think, unless you're trying to like tr- like hire the best GM who's already a GM and you're like, and they like took a year off or something, right? Like I just don't, I just don't see Joe Judge keeping a GM away, and I understand the logic behind it. The logic 100 percent makes sense, but it's just I just don't see people that are looking for their chance, their one and only chance. They get offered it to say no. Yeah. So I maybe I'm still like nostalgic in the fact that the Giants are, a, you know, an organization that's well run. But if you have a chance of a GM job and the New York Giants are one of them, a, a, a flagship organization, and that's going to be your deteriorating factor, I don't buy it. Like Matt Rule was the hot ticket in 2020. Right, and he yeah. wanted the Giants to like match, like to like, like would you willing to match? Would not willing to contract. overpass. Will you be willing to match this to go yeah. work for Dave Gettleman, who was already on the hot seat? You know what I mean? They match a contract. I just, I don't. There, there will be more desirable jobs. I get that. Um, They're still the Giants, though. Yeah, you're on my point, right? Yeah. No yeah. matter how bad they are, and no matter how bad it gets, which it's it's pretty I mean, you know it's bad. The record speaks for itself. You are what your record says you are, you know, Bill Parcells. Um and don't get me wrong, they're screwing this up, by the way. Like the, the keeping judge is screwing this up, but yeah. it's just absolutely yeah. But it's I, still the Giants. To to like to to snacks this point, this is still a franchise where if you turn it around, you're 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 it and you're you're royalty. So yep. I mean that's why you know well, don't don't end it the way Jerry Reese ended it, but <laughs> well, I, 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 and you know what? A lot of people a lot of people talk smack about Jerry Reese, but 
there can be consideration that he did belongs in the ring of honor. Like I he, would, I would kiss his feet if I saw him. Yeah, absolutely. Really would. I long for the days of Jerry Reese, which is the most insane thing in the world. But uh, me, my brother, and we we went to uh, we went to my cousin's apartment after the game, hang out for a little bit, played some Mario Kart and whatnot, and we were talking. So Mark Messier in New York, he was a Ranger. He was known as an Oiler. He won like five Stanley Cups with the Oilers. He won one Stanley Cup with the Rangers, and he's only known as a Ranger. It's like you win here; it's very different. The New York Giants are a staple of the NFL. Yeah, as bad as they have been, you get to you get to be the face to turn that around. Why the hell would you not want that job? Yeah. You come in with shitty circumstances, excuse my language, but you turn that around, you looked at in the biggest light. So Yeah, and again, I, I think they're screw they're screwing it up by keeping Judd be- and you well, know, yes, the, the idea I, I, that I agree with that too, but John Mayer thinks he got his Belichick and Parcells. It's like, well, oh, what has John please. what has Joe Judge done? Like Parcells turned around every single team he joined. Bill yeah. Belichick has won six Super Bowls, like I and was part of two as a defensive coordinator. So that doesn't make any sense. Even even had the Browns into the playoffs, Belichick. So that doesn't make like like they're he's he's screwing it up. Like he's screwing it up again. But I do think if I think if they offer the best person for the job, the GM job, that that person's going to take it. That's basically my point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, but and and that's the biggest thing. Do they offer the best guy the job? Yeah, they probably or won't. They they probably won't. They got to get lucky. We right. can't even like evaluate like who is the the best because it's so tough. Which that's why you know we've talked over the course of, we've we've always talked about this, Bobby. Where it's just so tough to talk about GM candidates because unless it's a former GM or unless they're on social media, how how are you how are you going to evaluate what a person actually values? Now they can you yeah, can look at the organ. You can look at the organization and you can look at the moves that they made, but well, we don't know the input that they had. So it's not, it's not an impossible thing, but it's just tough to like, if you're looking for like our take on it, it's just like, well, it's an uninformed opinion. That's really, what yeah. It's it like we could get the Ravens assistant GM and Great. I love everything the Ravens have done, but that doesn't mean that guy knows what yeah. the hell he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's also a thing like, I'd, I'd rather take my chances on a guy like that. Than, well, yeah, yeah. There's all, we'll you know, have, we'll yeah. have our preferences on guys. Right, but it's right, like, right. It's not like an offensive, like you hire an offensive coordinator. It's like, okay, let's go see what their offense did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think <sighs> we're all in agreement on that one. <laughs> Snacks. But, are um, you in, all in on Jake Fromm? Oh, Jake Fromm. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, Justin was pinpointing like little things he was doing. And I'm like, and I'm looking at Justin, not even watching the game. I'm like, what? <laughs> the sidearm like, just threw me off. The sidearm, yep. That was it. I'm glad you brought it up. Yep. The sidearm was. What, what was that? I don't know. It, he like, like Bobby said, didn't, didn't Bobby, do that. Bobby really wants Jordan. to talk about Jake Fromm. Look at no, him. We, I mean we 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 talked about him. Um, no, I know, I know. I've been listening. I mean, just uh, thought some of the anticipation throws were pretty good too. You know, where guys are turning their head and the ball's coming out of his hands and. You know, yeah. finally, got finally on the sideline. Finally, out of oh, all quarterbacks this season, you know, gave our seventy-two million dollar contested catch wide receiver <sighs> an opportunity to go up and catch a football in a one-on-one situation. So, you know, it it it's kind of simple, but I guess it's not that simple. But Jake Fromm, I guess, made it simple. So three more games. We got the Eagles, the Bears, and Washington. 
So the Bears are the only game I, I'm like actively rooting to really win. Washington's a home game. Is the Bears? No, Bears is in Chicago. Bears are away. So Grump, you guys have one more game. Grump and the Cranky Fan are going to that Bears game. Yeah, they're, they're idiots, by the way. <laughs> I mean, I, I love them. They're, they're great tailgate Patriots, but they are idiots. Love yeah, them. I wouldn't go. I would try and sell my tickets. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're doing. But so you guys have one more game to go to this year, Washington. One more week, game, yep. Week 18. And Justin, we're going, right? It oh, yeah. You're not going to be evaluating that game. So, Justin, no. you could just enjoy it. Oh, that's so, fun. Uh, Justin, it actually just might be me and you. So. Well, no, David's coming too. Because my brother doesn't want to go. I don't think any of my friends want to go. So it might just be me and you. So why don't you come and park? I think some of your friends are going to wind up going. So if it, But if Probably. it's just you, then come to parking lot K. Um, well, yes, if that's the case, then I will. Yeah. David, Powis, myself, and you. Boom. Oh, David's coming on. Right. Yep. Nice. That's like cool. my... I'm gonna I'm gonna be forever indebted to David Powis for what he did to me with you know with Bleeding Blue and helping me course, out for, for you know for those two years. So, um, you know, I, I'm giving him free Giants tickets whenever he needs them. So, yeah, it's uh, it's nice that you really you really appreciate him giving him the last game of the year that no one cares about. That's true. Well, I asked him. <laughs> I gave him the We're option. gonna win that game too. <laughs> Of I, course they are. Yeah, of course. I hope. Of I, course I, we I are. genuinely hope because the 2019 against the Eagles was really, really fun. Week 17, because Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins beat the Patriots. So since they won yes. that game, regardless of what, what the Giants did, win or lose, it didn't impact their draft position. I really, really hope like we're in a spot where it's like the Panthers have won enough games and. Either like the Giants win and they, you know, they the the Bears pick swaps for like five and six or something. It doesn't matter. I really hope week seventeen right. I can just go root for nuts and just yeah. root for the Giants. Yeah, like nuts because that twenty nineteen game was so fun against the Eagles and it was a fun yes. game. Yes, Jones Jones yep. did kind of well and it was a rainy game. It was so freaking raining. That wasn't fun. Well, it 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 was a it was a fun game to root for the Giants for no I, reason. J- j- I, all right. So, mustache is miserable, but I know what you're saying, Justin. Have everything locked up, the draft capital, draft position locked up. Yeah, so just, just win. for a win. Just, just win. Just root for a win, yeah. right. And hopefully that ruins We don't have to record a podcast that night either. Oh, wow. Look at that. Well, we're not doing it? Oh, because we're going to wait for Black Monday, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's oh, I'm. We snacks. don't make the playoffs. We don't snacks. record on the last Sunday of this season. So yes. You never know. Gettleman could be fired that night. It could be far then. Snacks, we're going out. Where are we going? We're we're going to celebrate. We're going somewhere. Where Sunday night? Yeah, David will come okay. too. Last year we remember After we freaking live yeah, streamed and watched the yeah. Eagles. That is true. That is true. That was a that was one of our best live streams, but it was miserable. <laughs> no, I just dis- I disagree. The 2020 draft day two was the best live stream. Oh, that is yeah. You had when people pissing on pissing, camera, pissing in the bottles. <laughs> How are we gonna top that this year? We'll uh, me, I, me and Bobby have been texting on the side. We got, we got a couple ideas. We'll right, figure good. something out. Good. <laughs> um. All right, that's an episode. We'll be back on Wednesday for a mailbag. Even though I would kind of want to cancel the mailbag for the rest of the season, but it, we can't. Um. So we'll we'll see you guys then. Appreciate you. Until then, let's go big blue.